And so, Father, it's to you that we have gathered today and we receive your presence in every home, every heart, every place where your people are gathered today. We thank you, a God of all flesh, with whom all things are possible. Alpha, Omega, the beginning and the end. The glory and the lifter up of our heads. We bless your name today. We ask, Father, that you breathe upon your word today. Let it minister grace to every hearer. Let no one be the same again. Let your word flow with power. Where the word of the king is, there is power. Lord, we will receive the power and the pleasure of your presence upon everyone who will partake of today's gathering. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you because chains are broken, burdens are lifted, yokes are destroyed, and the name of Jesus is glorified. Thank you, everlasting Father. Spirit of the living God, move freely in the midst of your people. Reprove us, rebuke us, uh, cause us to gain transformation as we embrace your word today. This is your moment. This is your time. So we ask that you have your way. We thank you, everlasting Father, in the precious name of Jesus. And everyone who believes here, believe in amen. Praise God, praise God, praise God. What a wonderful day to be alive. And I want to welcome you uh, from far and near, wherever you're joining the service from today. I believe that the presence of God and the glory of God is upon you and upon your household. So I want to encourage you to take distractions away from you as we look into uh, what the Bible calls the perfect law of liberty, uh, the engrafted word which is able to save our soul. And so this moment is about uh, you and I embracing the word of God and, 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 and enjoying the liberty of the word of God. And I know that whatever has held you bound before now, this is a moment uh, of deliverance for you in the precious name of the Lord Jesus. Will you call somebody to join the service with you today? Send a WhatsApp message, uh, SMS, uh, put a call through to someone and let them know that we're up, the service is, is, is up, and this is a time to enjoy divine presence. And so invite someone, someone within the house, someone in the neighborhood, or someone that can just log in online to join us. Please go ahead and just, just let, let your friends and family know that it's time to join the service. And I want to welcome you very, very special today. Uh, I was Valentine. Yeah, that was last Sunday. I was Valentine. I hope you, you had a good time. I hope uh, that you didn't get bogged down with uh, you know, all the things going on in social media and all that. Uh, God is your strength. And when you keep your joy, you know what happened. Nothing can shake your joy. So whatever season of life uh, you may be right now, I need you to be fully persuaded that God is working everything out for your good and you will not get stuck in a season in the precious name of the Lord Jesus. Uh, so we continue on the teaching series that we've started, Powered by Love. And we've been speaking about the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Last Sunday, we spoke about living the connected life. Living the connected life. And um, uh, if you were not part of, of, of that, uh, I wanted to you know, get on the YouTube channel and just watch again and again and get your soul refreshed. Uh, because God is said to do new things in your life this season, especially in your relational life. And as regards how you walk you know, in the knowledge of God, in the area of walking in love and living that life that is fully connected. Today, we're looking into another topic, and I've titled this Detox. I need to let me tell your neighbor, whoever is beside you, whoever is in the house, in the office, or in the car with you, tell them it's time to detox. It's time to detox. It's time to detox. Praise God. I said praise God. It's time to detox. It's time to detox. So today, we're looking at the subject of de detox and how toxins affect our relationship. How toxins, uh, whether in us or around us, can affect how our connections and relationships will turn out. It's important uh, to know that, uh, uh, you know, toxin uh, or detox, let me put it this way, detox is a process or period of time in which one abstains or reads the soul of toxic or unhealthy attitudes, mindsets, and relationships. Yeah. The time of detox, you know, we, we have uh, uh, the way we detox our body. We take things away that, that don't help our body. We stay off certain kind of nutrition or, or, you know, or things that, that, that 
toxins like, the, you know, drugs and different things just to make sure that our body is going well. And in the same way, we can also detox our soul by choosing to just abstain or, or getting rid of the, 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 the to- to- toxic things, unhealthy attitudes, mindsets, and relationships that seek to destroy us. So I, I read from Song of Solomon chapter 2. Song of Solomon chapter 2 and verse number 15. Very, very uh, important scripture. Songs of Solomon chapter 2 and verse number 15 from uh, the, the Passion Translation. It says, you must catch the troubling foxes. Those sly little foxes that hinder our relationship. For they raid our budding vineyard of love to ruin what I, what, what I have planted Within you, you uh, will you catch them and remove them for me? And he says, we will do it together. This is a, a lover speaking to, uh, you know, to 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 his lover or a lover and saying, look, uh, we we need to catch the little foxes. Our vineyard is not boarding and bringing forth. What we've been doing is not working and this is a time where distractions can come, where all kinds of things can come and we need to catch those little foxes, little foxes, little foxes in relationships, in, in partnerships uh, that seek to destroy the connections that God has brought into our lives. Toxins uh, destroy meaningful connections and must be avoided. That's why we're bringing this word today. The fact that toxins will destroy uh, meaningful divine connections, whether romantic or non-romantic divine connections, connections uh, that will lead us into a better place in our career path, connections that will lead us into a better place in our family life, connections even within blood relations. Toxins destroy meaningful connections and must be avoided as much as possible. And looking through the Bible, the Bible is replete with all kinds of things that we must pay attention to. We just uh, read about little foxes. In Song of Solomon 2 and 15, I was reading the Passion Translation. From the Passion Translation, in the same vein, the Bible also talks about roots of bitterness in Hebrews chapter 12. When you read from verse 12, Hebrews 12 and verse number 12, it says in the New King James Version, Therefore strengthen the hands which hang down and the feeble knees and make straight path for your feet so that that which is lame may not be dislocated but rather be healed. Look at this. He said pursue peace. This is about soul detox. Uh, the Bible is saying here detox your soul. He said pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord looking carefully lest anyone fall short of the grace of God. So it's possible to fall short of the grace of God, ex- especially when you refuse to detox, when you refuse to de- do away with toxins or little foxes. But please follow me very carefully. Look at this. It said, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble, and by these many become defiled. By these many become defiled. So it's possible uh, to allow uh, roots of bitterness to grow in my heart and then cut me off from the grace of God and then I start to struggle in relationships that are ordained by God. And you know Proverbs 18 and verse 24 in the New Living Translation, another scripture, that's the third scripture I'm reading today, Proverbs 18 and verse 24. It says, there are friends who destroy each other. But a real friend sticks closer than a brother. Can I read that one more time? Proverbs 18 and verse 24 in the New Living Translation. There are friends in inverted commas. Friends. There are friends who destroy each other. But a real friend sticks closer than a brother. There are friends. Why why, why will friends destroy each other? It's when the relationship is riddled with toxins. When the relationship, uh, you know, uh, has roots of bitterness just springing up, then what is supposed to be a blessing becomes a curse. What is supposed to be an enabler becomes a destroyer. That will not be the portion of your relationships in the name of Jesus. But I'm 
I'm asking you to stay with me today because you, you, you're going to learn a few things. We're going to learn a few things together. I'm also learning this and it's helped me greatly in my vital relationships. The fact that, you know, there are little foxes that we need to pay attention to and sometimes they're very little, very little. Very little. The Shulamite was talking to, to, you know, to a lover there and he said, look, let's pay attention to the little foxes. Especially now that our vine is be- beginning to bud. We need to take out the little foxes. We need to detox this relationship. Sometimes you need to detox the relationship. Sometimes you are the one that needs so detox. We're going to get into it in a bit. Uh, sometimes we detox the environment of a relationship, if it will thrive and it, if, if, if it will enjoy longevity or, or, or last the test of time. So it's important that we understand that. Little foxes, that's exact, ex- external toxins, roots of bitterness, that needs soul detox. Yeah, it, it, they, these are soul toxins, uh, but there's a third one that I want to bring forth, which is from Proverbs 16, from verse 16 down to 19. Proverbs 16 from verse 16 down to 19. Don't, don't, don't lose me today. I'm talking about detox and the fact that, that, that there's a need, there may be a need for you to detox and there may be a need for you to detox your relationship. Little foxes are external. Rules of bitterness are internal to me. And then the third one, Proverbs 6 verse 16 down to 19. There are six things the Bible says that the Lord hates. I'm reading from New Living Translation. Proverbs 6, 16 down to 19. Uh, New Living Translation. There are six things the Lord hates. No, seven things he detests. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that kill the innocent, a heart that plots evil, feet that raise to do wrong, a false witness who pours out lies. And lastly, the seventh one, and perhaps the most dangerous, a person who sows discord in a family. Yeah, a person who sows seeds of discord in a family. So it's possible for seeds of discord to be sown into a God-ordained relationship. And what happens is that when that, that, when that happens, uh, the relationship starts to fall apart. I pray today that every seed of discord that may have been sown into your God-ordained relationships, whether romantic or non-romantic relationship, I pray this season, may, 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 may God give you the grace to uproot such seeds of discord. In the name of Jesus. Uh, can I get a better amen from somebody? All right. Let, let's, let's move on uh, very quickly. Uh, Good connections are desirable. In fact, uh, they're, they're valuable and to be nurtured. The only problem, however, is that sometimes we refuse to pay attention to the things that limit or destroy good connections. In the last three Sundays or so, we've been talking about the need for good connections in our lives. Good connections are desirable, valuable, and to be nurtured. But we must pay attention to the things that destroy good connections. We're talking about how we detox. And I've mentioned uh, roots of bitterness. I've mentioned little foxes. And I've mentioned seeds of discord. These three things are very important. And I need you to follow me today because God is opening your eyes to see how to identify some of those things and what, when, when do they come and what do you need to do about them. And at the end of this, we're going to pray together. We're going to trust God to help us to uproot roots of bitterness, to take away seeds of discord, and to chase away the little foxes that destroy our vine. Say amen, somebody. Glory be to Jesus. So come along with me. Come along with me. Let's look at identifying seeds of discord. Identifying seeds of discord. So we need to look out for seeds of discord that weaken and destroy connections around us. Let me mention a few. Jealousy. Unforgiveness. Gossip. Tail-bearing. People who just love to just say things that may not even be true. Just, you know, gossiping. Yeah. Unhealthy comparison is, is also, uh, uh, you know, can be a seed of discord. A little fox that comes from, you know, from, from outside. Quarrelsomeness. These are things that come from not being able to detox our own soul. Where you, you're just so cantankerous, you, are, you have a short fuse, always on the edge. You're going to destroy that God-given relationship if, you, if you're going to continue on that short fuse kind of tendency. 
Where before somebody says one, you have said ten. And your words are not, are not loving at all. They're not comforting. They're words that break down. You, it's time for you to slow down and say, it's time for me to detox my soul. So that uh, bad, uh, bitter waters will not continue to come out of this soul. Uh, you know, the Bible says it's, it's not good for, for good, I mean, it said good water and bitter water cannot be coming out of the same place. The same mouth with which you used to bless, we can't use the same mouth to curse. But when you refuse to detox your soul and your heart, you just realize that both, both you know, bitter water and fresh water can be coming out of you at the same time. And that's when a Christian has become unhealthy emotionally. And it calls for detox. We need to take a time aside and carefully identify the seeds of discord that may be growing in our heart, that may be growing in our relationship. And that's why we're, 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 we're speaking to this subject today. Glory be to Jesus. So, unhealthy comparison, quarrelsomeness, selfishness or self-centeredness, these are little foxes or uh, uh, seeds of discord. Yeah, or roots of bitterness that may be bringing forth in our heart. Uh, and, and we need to pay attention to them. So, uh, sometimes it may be an individual that has a tendency to show or to sow seeds of discord in relationships. If you are that kind of person, it's time to retire and desist from all the gossiping and backbiting. You must retire. Can you, can you, let me tell somebody if somebody's around, you say it's time to retire. And if you are the only one with me today, just tell yourself, I'm retiring. I'm retiring from tailbearing, from gossiping, uh, from, you know, from, from, from just sowing bad seeds in relationships. Uh, from sowing bad seeds in relationships. Let, 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 let's check ourselves. It's time to check yourself. Uh, that you don't, you are not the carrier of toxins. So check yourself. Don't be a carrier of toxins. How do I mean? You must, uh, uh, you, you know, in, in relationships sometimes, you may be the toxin or the carrier or the seed of the seed of discord. Yeah, you, you, you can be that. You can be the person who is the problem. You know, some people just feel like, no, it's not possible. I can't be the problem. Yeah. Uh, but if you are, for instance, like, like Lot in, in, in Genesis chapter 13, if you are the kind of person that feels that everyone should indulge you, or you just have a sense of entitlement, you may be the carrier of toxins in your relationship. Can I speak to that in a, in a bit? And uh, so, 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 I mean, for a bit, uh, and I know that somebody can become jittery right now, I'm not about to castigate you. We are trying to unfold the things that we need to work on. And by the help of the Holy Spirit, you are going to engage and work on it. And your life is going to be better and your relationship is going to be better. Say amen, somebody. So don't, don't, don't freak out on me. Just, just follow me very quickly. Follow me carefully. Uh, let, 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 let's read, uh, from, from John, I mean, sorry, Genesis 13, uh, and from, from verse 5. Genesis 13 and from verse 5. We will read a story about Lot there. The Bible says, Lot, who was traveling with Abraham, had also, had also become very wealthy. Yeah, he had also become very wealthy uh, with flocks of sheep and goats, herds of cattle, and many tents. He now has real estate, you know. Uh, but the land could not support both Abraham and Lot with all their, uh, their flock and, uh, and herds living so close together. So dispute broke out between the headsmen of Abraham and Lot. You know, headsmen, I don't know about you, but with what is happening in some nations, especially uh, also in the nation of Nigeria, about headsmen these days. When I read about headsmen in the Bible, it just, it, it, I can't but slow down and just say, what is it again about, about headsmen? In some African nations in North Africa, you have a lot of issues with headsmen and also in some part of West Africa, especially in Nigeria, where I live. And, you, you know, it's, it's just interesting to see that headsmen have been, uh, they've been known to be a bit quarrelsome for a while and God, God, God will help us with them. But the Bible talks about, uh, it says, so dispute broke out between the earthmen of Abraham and Lot. At that time, uh, Canaanites and Perizzites were also living in the land. Finally, look at that. Finally, Abraham said to Lot, let's not allow this conflict to come between us or our earthmen. 
After all, we are close relatives. Uh, the whole countryside is open to you. Take your choice of any section of the land that you want and we, uh, we will separate. So the, Abraham was saying this is a good time for us to separate. Now that the land cannot support both of us, it may not be a bad time for us to separate. Let me read on. He said, if you want the land to the left, then I will take uh, the, the one to the, the land to the right. And if you prefer the land to the right, then I'll go to the left. Uh, so Lot look, took a long look at, at the fertile plains of, of the Jordan Valley in the direction of Zohar. The whole area was well watered everywhere like the garden of the Lord and all the beautiful land of Egypt. This was before uh, the, the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. You know, but Lot chose for himself the whole Jordan Valley to the east of them. He went there with his flock and servants and parted company with his uncle Abraham. Look at that. At this point, you need to know that Abraham was the one that God called out of Haran. Lot went with him as his nephew. But it came to a point, the blessing of Abraham already rocked off on Lot. To the point that Lot became a wealthy guy, a big guy in his own right. But he had a sense of entitlement. Because uh, he, he, something was wrong internally with him. He needed to take away some things, but the people who work with you will usually want to, you know, watch your body language before they react to somebody that you should honor. So if I have people working with me, if I have an establishment, uh, and then there's somebody maybe I met in the business or who introduced me to the business or who, uh, or I have a mentor. Let me just put it this way. Like I have a mentor. Uh, uh, how my associates will behave to my mentor or to the people who work with my mentor will depend on my body language. Lot had a sense of entitlement. And Lot thought everything should revolve around him. So to the point that even when Abraham came and said, choose, instead of Lot to say, uncle, whatever direction you, you want me to go, that's where I will go. You know, I've been following you and God has blessed me because of you. So it's time for you to choose for me again and I will just follow your lead. If he had done that, it would not end up in Sodom and Gomorrah. But the Bible says he took a long look and saw, because he had a sense of entitlement, ladies and gentlemen, think very well. Whether it's a marital relationship, a partnership in business, uh, you know, a neighborhood relationship, nobody holds you nothing. Yeah, we are here. Uh, God is blessing us to be a blessing. I'm not saying you should not have any expectation of people, but you need to manage your expectation. It must not get to the point where uh, you allow toxins in your relationship, where you have a sense of, uh, you know, this overriding sense of entitlement that you believe that everybody holds you. And, and even when people around you are misbehaving and you're, you're supposed to, you know, to correct them, you refuse to correct them. That's what happened here with, with Lot. And because of that, this relationship parted in a wrong way. It parted in a way that Lord uh, did not go with a blessing or, 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 or something that can sustain him beyond what he already had. And he chose the wrong place. And at the end of the day, you know what happened to Lot. Yeah, you know what happened to Lot. He went to Sodom. Sodom was a bad place. God eventually destroyed the place and uh, then he had to leave. His wife became a pillar of salt and, he, you know, he, he left with his daughters. All kinds of funny things happened in the mountains where he, he had to sleep with his daughters and not. It was, it was bad. It was bad. It was bad. The hand of Lot was not good. And that will not be your hand in the name of Jesus. So every destiny ordained relationship, every God ordained relationship in your life will be protected this season. God will give you the presence of mind to work on yourself and to work on anything around you that may want to destroy your relationship in the precious name of Jesus. So do you, do you, do you take feedback well in your relationship? Because if, if Lord had been, had just slowed down and asked the right questions before he made all those decisions, things would not have gone that way. You know, I heard about the story of a young lady once who was dating a guy. And this is a, a romantic relationship and the relationship went south and they went their separate ways and the guy moved on and got into another relationship and they just met in a gathering. And because they still kept some level of decorum, they, they were able to engage and talk. And then this lady had the effort to have the guy, ask the guy, 
very courageous. She asked the guy, um, so what, what do you think made you work out on our relationship? Why did you break up with me? And the guy said, you know what? You are a very beautiful person. You're very loving. I appreciate you. Uh, the only issue I had with you was that you were very unguarded with the way you spoke or the way you usually would talk. He said, if only you would learn to talk better. Yeah, to give the soft answer. Like the Bible says there's a wisdom of a soft answer that turns away wrath. If only you will be more guarded with the way you talk. He said, uh, maybe our relationship will have been successful. He said, I'm dating somebody else right now. And this person is not really, uh, I, I can't say this person is so much better than you. The only thing is that this person does not talk the way you, you talk. The way you talk, your mouth can kill somebody. Yeah, you're, you're, you know, and the lady sat down there and heard everything well and said, thank you. And I, I, I'm, I'm thinking about it. How many people really take feedback like that? Where, especially when it looks like you are the toxin in your relationship. <laughs> you know, when it looked like you are the carrier of the seed of discord in the relationship. Do you have the presence of mind and the grace to be able to sit down and listen and take, the, uh, uh, you know, feedback and take it, you know, uh, take it well and, and just suck it in and just trust God to help you. I pray for someone, listen to me today, that God will give you grace to be able to take such feedback in the name of Jesus. Every, in any way that the enemy is using your ego, uh, to make you look away from productive uh, feedback, from feedback that will make you better. Today, I pray for you, uh, that my God will touch your heart. It, it will open up your heart to be able to take feedback and become better in your relationships. Say it better. Amen, somebody. As I say it better. Amen, somebody. Also, it's important, talking about uh, seeds of discord, roots of bitterness, and, and soul detox, it's important to know that beyond passion, we need to set boundaries with structures and systems. How do I mean? When something is starting out, like, like what we saw in the life of Abraham and Lot, when an entrepreneurial endeavor is starting out, when a church is starting out, uh, when, when a business is starting out, a non-for-profit is starting out, a family is starting out, a lot of the time, we start it out with raw passion. So for, for uh, 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 you know, a new startup, it's always with raw passion. Yeah, two people in relationship, they met each other. Everything was about romance and passion and chemistry. But it will sustain it to a point, the moment we have to do something bigger, the moment we have to take it to a new level, and now we have to run a home, uh, what sustains it is commitment and intentionality. So we, we have to build a structure around commitment and intentionality. In business, it's the same. We start out a startup with raw passion and, and skill and all that, and uh, people are coming, co-founder, these days we use the word co-founder a lot, you know, co-founder, you know, uh, founding partner and all that, and we are all bootstrapping and, you know, building things together. But it gets to a point where we have to put structures and systems in place if we have to take this company to the next level. And the moment structure is introduced, people become, you know, start to feel funny. The attitude of people will change. Uh, didn't we start this together? How come everybody now has to, you know, uh, be appraised? Or how come uh, uh, we now have to be saying people should come into the meeting as at the appropriate time? Or if you don't submit this report, you know, and all that, why, why should I submit report? Why should I do this? Why should I do that? There's a need to have structures and systems in place if you are going to build something to a higher level. So it can start with passion. That was what we saw between Abraham and Lot, they were just doing their own thing. At the time where a structure has to be in place to say, this is the organizational chart of this, this partnership. X-Men of Lot, this is your place. X-Men of Abraham, this is your place. And we, we don't cross this boundary. Ladies and gentlemen, we don't cross this boundary. So everybody, do you understand? And this is what we expect of you. This level of productivity we expect here. This is where the boundary is. A lot of the time, when we don't gain the boldness to do that, we put the relationship into jeopardy. So I'm, I'm asking somebody today, one of the ways to take toxins away from your relationships is to look at the point where, uh, you know, those points where you need to put some, some boundaries, some structures and system in place. Please don't look away. It can boomerang if you look away. Also, uh, quickly, there are agents of discord. Third parties that may be occasioned or enabled by this lack of boundary. 
We saw that in the life of Abraham and Lot. They were the earth's men. They were not family members, but they were the ones who brought the seed of discord. Because they started fighting each other. And their fight then got to Abraham and Lot and they had to separate. Also, John Mark, in, in the book of Acts of the Apostles, chapter 15, happened to be that agent of discord in the life of Paul and Barnabas. So in Acts of the Apostles, chapter 13, when you read from verse 1 to 3, in the New King James Version, the Bible says now, Acts of the Apostles 13, verse 1, it says now there are the, the, in the church that was at Antioch, there were certain prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manahem, who had been brought up in, uh, uh, with Herod, the third track, and Saul, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, now separate to me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work for which I have called them. And uh, the Bible says, having fasted and prayed, and they lay hands on them, and they sent them away. Now, the relationship between Saul, uh, Paul, and Barnabas uh, was a relationship that was born of God, made in heaven. A partnership, a ministry partnership, a business partnership made in heaven. The Holy Spirit actually spoke and spoke to the elders of the church. And they said, separate these two to me. I'm sending them on a mission. Now, it can't be better than that. That God himself will pick two people and say, work together for me. It can't be better than that. There are many God-ordained relationships to the glory of God that are not thriving today or that have, that have gone south today just because of, of agents of discord that, that, that will come in or situations that will come in and will want to ruin that relationship and if we are not uh, you know, awakened to them, we allow those the situations to destroy the relationship. So in this case, they, they, they started doing ministry together, Paul and Barnabas. That's Acts 13. By the time we, 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 we you, you know, by the time you get to Acts chapter 15, towards the end of Acts chapter 15, someone was introduced in the mix. I read from verse 36 down to 40, just about uh, four or so verses there of Acts of the Apostles chapter 15. New King James Version, uh, uh, Acts 15, 36. Uh, it says, Then after some days, Paul said to Barnabas, Let us now go back and visit our brethren in every city uh, where we have preached the word of the Lord, and see how they are doing. Now, Barnabas was determined to take with him John Mark. John called Mark. Barnabas determined to take John called Mark. Uh, maybe they have a blood relationship or something. I think some scholars probably said they were related. But Paul insisted that they should not take with them the one who had departed from them in Pamphylia. That's John. John. John Mark had departed from them in Pamphylia and had uh, not gone with them to the walk. When they were going to do this groundbreaking walk, John Mark did not go with them. But Barnabas, for one reason or the other, said, let's go with John Mark. Paul said no. Paul said no. Then the Bible says, then the contention became so sharp that they parted from one another. And so Barnabas took, John, I mean, took Mark and saw and sailed to Cyprus. But Paul chose Silas and departed, being commend, commended uh, by the brethren to the grace of God. Look at that. Look at that. Would you say that in Acts of the Apostles 15 here, that God all of a sudden just changed his mind? Today, whether it's a romantic relationship or business relationship or family relationship, when people decide to go apart, it's not necessarily because God changed his mind or God did not speak at the first time. In Acts 13, God spoke. I've seen people before or when they get into trouble, whether in a marital relationship or just in a dating relationship, they ask me the question, uh, Pastor, is it like I didn't hear where? I mean, uh, somebody was asking me after 15 years of marriage once and the marriage was going to go through a divorce and the person was asking me, Pastor, but we met in university and we, we, you know, we dated, we went into a courtship, it was good, we got married and 15 years later, look at what is happening. This guy, you know, is, is misbehaving and this marriage is going to break and I looked at her and I said, you know what, it wasn't that, that you didn't hear God uh, because God wants to walk through two people. And when one becomes recalcitrant, even that one, uh, there's nothing God can do except that person change, changes his or her mind. Yeah. 
you know, that, 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 that there's this saying that says, uh, 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 without God, we cannot. And without us, God cannot. Yeah. Without us, I mean, without God, we cannot. But without us, also, God cannot. It's like saying, God, I mean, we depend on God, but God also depends on us. Two cannot work together except they agree. And that's what we're seeing here. Just one person introducing the mix, John Mark, uh, an agent of discord, if you allow me, for that uh, season or for that time, John Mark became an agent of discord between Barnabas and Paul. And despite the fact that God spoke in Acts 13 from verse 1 to 3 about their union and their relationship for ministry, that partnership. And I said it can never be better than that. God spoke as people fasted and prayed. Separate unto me, Paul and Barnabas. But when an agent of discord came in, the relationship went south. Every agent of discord, whether man or woman, uh, whether man or spirit, whoever, an agent of discord, whether it's a situation, it's not a person, whatever situation that wants to destroy your relationship, your God-ordained relationship, your God-ordained connections, this season, we stand against this in the name of Jesus, and I pray for you today that agents of discord are removed from your path in the precious name of Jesus. Also, you need to pay attention. Praise God. You need to pay attention to seasons of bathing, boarding, and blooming. Don't forget, I just spoke about agents of discord. And we've talked about uh, 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 little foxes. And we've described the little foxes. We've talked about a seeds of, uh, uh, I mean, root of bitterness. And then we've talked about uh, uh, seeds of discord. Now, what, uh, we're taking it a little further, that there are certain seasons that seem to be conducive for seeds of discord to be sown and for roots of bitterness to grow. So pay attention to seasons of bathing, boarding, and blooming because the devil often takes advantage of such seasons. Those seasons of, of bathing, boarding, and blooming. In, in Song of Solomon chapter 2 and, and, and verse, verse 15, the, 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 the Shulamite was talking about the fact that their vine has just started to blossom. And it's that time that their vine started to blossom uh, that the foxes started to come. Uh, can, 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 you, can you put up for me New Living Translation of Song of Solomon Chapter 2 and verse 15. New Living Translation. He said, catch all, catch all the foxes. Those little foxes. He says, therefore, uh, uh, sorry, before they ruin the, the vineyard of love. For the grapevines are blossoming. Yeah. So there are seasons of bathing, of boarding and blossoming. That, that's a season where the little foxes show up the most. That season. That's when the little foxes show up the most. And that's the time that we need to be careful. These are seasons conducive for discord. When something starts to thrive. When uh, what we have planted starts to grow. You know, two people start together and start to build a business. The moment that business starts to make money, issues will start. When we're just bootstrapping and struggling, we may not have any issue. We may be sleeping on the same bed, you know, driving the same car, jumping buses together, you know, and all that. But the moment this thing starts to, like young people say today, blow, or it starts to blossom, <laughs> like the Shulamite calls it in, in Song of Solomon, our vine is starting to blossom. Then the little foxes will start to come. The little foxes will start to come. When, when the vine is budding, that's when the little foxes start to come. Uh, when something is blooming or when there's a season of transition. Yeah, a season of transition when someone uh, is about uh, to move from somewhere to plant something new. A pastor is leaving a ministry to plant his own ministry. Uh, two people in a partnership, they've done very well and somebody's about to move on. Or uh, somebody's leaving an organization either to, to start his own thing or to get another job. All kinds of, you know, hell will be let loose. Yeah. All kinds of things that were not issues before will, will start to become 
uh, serious issues. We see, we, you, you can see that in the life of, uh, 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 the story of, uh, Jacob and Laban in Genesis 31. Genesis 31, when you read from verse 23, all the way down to 32. It's a long read, uh, and time will not permit me to, to, to read everything, but I, I, I will just paraphrase the story. You know that Jacob worked for Laban for seven years at intervals to marry the two daughters, Leah and Rachel. And what happened at a point, Laban started to cheat this guy anyhow. He just went to town, just cheating him, cutting his salary and doing all kinds of things. And then it got to a point where uh, uh, Jacob was, uh, God appeared to Jacob and said, this is the time for you to move on. God had helped him, he himself had become rich. God had blessed the work of his hand. And then this is the time for you to move on. God, God spoke to him and then Jacob all of a sudden spoke to his, his wives and his wife said, we don't have any portion in our father's house anyway. He sold us to you and even what he collected from you, he, he, we didn't get anything from it. So let, let's go. And Jacob left. And what happened was that uh, they, 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 then Laban started making all kinds of spurious allegations like saying that uh, Jacob stole his household idols. Meanwhile, it was Rachel that took the household idol. Read it there in Genesis 31 from verse 23. And, uh, and, and, you know, God had to show up to Laban and say, if you touch that guy, if you don't mind how you speak to him, I'm going to deal with you. That was the only thing that slowed him down. So that when he then eventually got into uh, 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 where Jacob was with very hot pursuit, he, he, he eventually got to Jacob and uh, he had to speak kindly to Jacob. And they had to then come into uh, an agreement and then, uh, you know, come into an accord and, and, and put a boundary in between them. And, you know, anytime there's a transition, you have to be extremely careful. If uh, two people are living together as husband and wife and then you're moving to a new place, you're transitioning, or there's going to be a time where you're going to live apart, you need to be mindful of seeds of discord, roots of bitterness, unnecessary suspicion, and all those kind of things. Uh, somebody's working in a different city and you are in this city and then uh, but the devil is sowing seeds in your heart. Please be mindful. Before you pick somebody's phone and develop, instead of having a spirit of discernment, you are using spirit of uh, 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 gift of suspicion. That's when people will pick other people's phone and be looking for what is not missing. You have two and two together and you're coming up with spurious allegations. I'm not saying people don't misbehave, but I'm saying watch your own heart. It's very, very important that you watch your heart. Watch your heart. Watch your heart. Don't allow any root of bitterness or seeds of discord uh, in terms of transition. When people are living organizations, we need to be extremely careful that we don't allow the devil to sow seeds. Yeah, to sow seeds within family, within churches, within organizations. Say amen, somebody. Glory be to Jesus. Can I wrap this all up today before we pray? There's a need for soul rehabilitation. Soul rehab, I call it. How do you make sure that seeds of discord will not grow in your heart and within your space? My first recommendation is that you strengthen your love walk. Strengthen your love walk. Very important. Strengthen your love walk. Strengthen your love walk. Make sure uh, uh, that you, you see people the way God sees them. Yeah. Make sure that you're seeing people the way God sees them. If you don't strengthen your love walk, you will not be able to, you, you know, uh, allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you, to ask you the, the specific questions about people. When you are bitter about someone, or bitter against someone, and the Holy Spirit says, how does God see that person? Somebody listen to me right now. You feel that your spouse is a coconut head. But your spouse is a child of God. How does God see the person? Does God see the person the way you see the person? Or is God seeing the person a better version of the person than what you are seeing right now? Because that's how uh, the power of God can come into manifestation in that situation. If you don't look at what you see, the Bible says, why well, we look not at the things which are seen? For the things which are seen are temporal. But the things which are not seen are eternal. And look at, you know, uh, in every man there's a king and a fool. The one you see and speak to is the one that will answer to you. If you always see your spouse as a fool, then you will speak to the fool in that person. You will refuse to walk in love with that person and the fool in them will answer to you. That's why the fool will abuse you. The fool will want to hit you because your words are, are, are not good. So you need to recognize that when God looks down from heaven 
with his eyes of love, how does he see me and you? That's how we need to see people. With that, we'll be able to upgrade and strengthen our love work. And this is how we, we take ourselves to so rehab, by trying to strengthen our love work. Seeing ourselves as a child of a loving God who has the nature of God in him or her to love other people. Glory be to Jesus. Also, uh, uh, if you want uh, to, 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 re, to rehabilitate your soul, you need to learn to forgive. Forgive if you have been hurt. Matthew 18, uh, from verse 21, Peter asked Jesus, how, how many times will my brother offend me and I will forgive? And Jesus said, is, there, is it 70 times? I said, no, it's 70 times 7. Yeah, just keep forgiving. Just keep forgiving. Uh, just keep forgiving. Yeah, if you're married, you're two forgivers living together to be able to keep forgiving each other. And if you believe, uh, the, you know, the, the, the word of God in your life also, you know that you, are, you should be an embodiment of forgiveness. You even forgive some people in advance, knowing that there's nothing you can do about it. This is a God-ordained relationship and it must strive, it must last. That's, those kind of people should enjoy advanced forgiveness from you, like your spouse, like your parents, like your siblings, people that God has joined you to, like your business partner. You need to be able to overlook some things just for the sake of the big picture. Yeah, for the sake of the big picture and for the sake of the fact that you are a child of God. Glory be to Jesus. Also beware of uh, biased notions and negative filters and, and frames of reference. You know, in Matthew 7, uh, 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 verse 5. Can you give me Matthew 7, verse 5 as, as we wrap this up? Matthew 7 and verse 5. Uh, you, 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 you see there, uh, Jesus calls some people hypocrites. He said, first remove the plank in your eyes and then you will see clearly to remove the speck in your brother's eyes. That's a problem a lot of the time. We seek to, we tend to want to judge people so quickly. We use our own frames of reference. We wear our filters like dark goggles and we see people through that. We don't know that it's our dark goggle that is a problem. They don't, re, they are not really the way we are seeing them. Yeah. So you need to beware of biases or biased notions, negative filters and frames of reference, negative frames of reference when you're dealing with people. If you really want the Holy Spirit to help you to rehabilitate your soul. And finally, Learn to have crucial conversations and resolve issues maturely. James 5 and 16, it says, Confess your fault one to another that you may be healed. Confess your fault one to another. Revealing my feeling is the beginning of healing. I say that a lot. Revealing my feeling is the beginning of healing. So if I want God to help my soul, I need to be vulnerable and open in my relationships. We need to be able to have crucial conversations where you are free to say your mind in not in in a in a you know in a, in a, uh, uh, in in an evil atmosphere or an atmosphere of rancor, but in love. Yeah, where we sit together as two adults and talk about our issues. Any relationship where there cannot be open communication and civil discussion then there's a need to bring some help into that relationship. If you're in that kind of relationship, it's time for you to email us, you know, uh, you know send us a, 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 a WhatsApp message. The details are on the screen. Let us know how we can help you to navigate that terrain of a toxic relationship. Because any relationship where you don't have a platform of expression as adults, where you can talk to one another, it means that you need help. You need an interpreter. You need a counselor. You need somebody who can help you to deal with what you are going through. So I'm asking uh, that you leverage the opportunity that your church, you know, uh, will afford you by sending an email. And just let us know how we can be of help. Put a call through. Send a WhatsApp message. Get in touch with, with, with the pastors in, in, in your, you know, your local campus, whatever country or whatever uh, city you are in. Get in touch with us on the online church platform and we, 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 we love to help. We love to help you to deal with those relational issues and to take the toxins out, to take the seeds of discord out and to uproot that root of bitterness that may be growing in your heart. Lift your two hands to Jesus today and say, Father, I submit myself to you. I want to be a better person in my relational life. I want to be a better person. Will you lift your hands to the Holy Spirit? If you can, can you stand on your feet? If you're in a place where you can stand, I want you to stand and just ask him, Holy Spirit, help me not to be the carrier of seeds of discord in my relationship. Holy Spirit, help me not to be that carrier of seed of discord in my relationship. I want you to stand against every agent of discord. 
in the name of Jesus. Agents, human agents, situational agents of discord. I want you to stand against them in the name of Jesus and declare uh, that my, 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 my God-ordained connections are free of rancor in the name of Jesus. Will you ask God for fresh wisdom today to work out every issue in your relationships? Uh, every relationship that God has planted you into uh, for, for, for career advancement, for business progress, in for you know, for for balanced social life, whatever the need that that relationship may be meeting in your life, for you know, for a sense of belonging, I want you to pray today. Every God ordained relationship will not be cut off abruptly. In the name of Jesus, in 2021, I will enjoy the building of many bridges. I will no longer burn down bridges. In the name of the Lord Jesus, starting from my home. In the name of Jesus, uh, we are created for connection and powered by the love of God. I want you to pray today and declare I have been created for connection and I'm powered by love so no bitterness will power my heart again in the name of Jesus I will not run short of grace in the name of the Lord Jesus I want you to pray today uh, according to Hebrews 12 and 13 and 14 uh, let there be any root of bitterness let there be uh, let, let anyone run short of the grace of God and let there be any root of bitterness. I pray for you today. You will not run short of grace and the root of bitterness will no longer grow in your heart. In the name of the Lord Jesus we speak freedom over your relationships. Freedom in your heart. Freedom in your soul. Freedom in, 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 in your family. In the name of the Lord Jesus every relationship that will take you to the next level that has been cut cut short. Uh, we pray today according to Job 14 and verse 7. The Bible says there's hope for a tree even when it is cut down because at the scent of water it will board again. We speak life to every relationship that may be dying. In the name of Jesus, we decree toxins are taken away. In the name of the Lord Jesus, the Lord heals your heart, restores you in the name of Jesus, give you grace to trust again, give you grace to forgive again in the precious name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you and we bless your name. Lift your two hands to Jesus today and just bless him and just appreciate him. Father, we're grateful for your grace. 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 Take all the glory, our Father. Somebody just wave your hands to him and just bless him for all the great things that he's doing in your relational life. You will never be the same again. This year, 2021, you will reap every fruit, every fruit uh, that God has ordained for you in your relationships. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Somebody say, believe in amen. Alright, as we wrap up uh, the, 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 the sharing of God's word today, I'd love to pray for anyone who may be saying, PG, I don't know Jesus as my Lord and personal Savior. Or someone who may be saying, I gave my life to Christ before, but I backslid into sin. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. That God will restore you today. And God will, 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 will quicken your heart and your conscience again to live the rest of your life for him. And that God will order your steps into his ordained relationships for your life in different aspects of life. If you love to say a prayer with me, if you don't mind, can you put your hand on your heart? If, you, if your hand is not busy, just put that hand on your heart. And if you can stand where you are, please stand with me. And, and let's say this prayer together. God will start something new in your life and you will never be the same again. If you're saying the prayer with me, I want you to say after me, say, say, Lord Jesus, I ask that you forgive me my sins and that you cleanse me from every unrighteousness. I invite you today to be my Lord and to be my Savior. I dedicate my heart to you afresh. Have your way in my life, Father, and let your name be glorified in my life. I open up my heart to you. Fill my heart with your spirit and give me a new beginning from this moment forward. In Jesus' name. And somebody say, believe in amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. If you just say that prayer with me, I want you to go to the chat room and let us know that you just made a decision. Just right there, I just gave my life to Christ. Right there, I just gave my life to Christ. I just gave my life to Christ. Please write it there. Oh, I just dedicated my life to Christ. We love uh, to send you a link uh, where we can uh, uh, get your details and help you to make other decisions that will further help you to stand for Jesus the remaining days of your life. Thank you for the decision you have made today. Let us know uh, how life is going with you so that we can keep praying for you and keep encouraging you. But the starting point is that you let us know by going to the chat room or send us an email or just send us a WhatsApp message. Let us know that you just gave your life to Christ and God will bless you as you do so in Jesus' precious name. Somebody say, believe in amen. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. All right, uh, it's time to give to God. Uh, 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 we love to give to God. 
at the Elevation Church, every time we gather together, we celebrate God with our gift. We, we worship him with our substance and invariably we support the ministry of the Elevation Church with our giving. Uh, so if you, if you don't mind, I, I want you to look at your screen right now. Uh, there are many electronic ways by which, uh, digital ways by which you can give. And if you're local uh, in Nigeria, you can use any of the platform there to give. And if you are watching from outside of, uh, of, of the country, uh, please use the details on the right-hand side of the screen to give. And also you can use the webpay platform on our website, uh, which is a secured platform uh, with which you can give to God. If you have any issues with it, please feel free to email us, info at elevationng.org, so that we can put you through uh, if there are any issues. Uh, but you can use the wire transfer details for the GT Bank wire transfer details to give in any currency, uh, the details on the right side of your screen. And for every other person, please feel free to do wire transfer, USSD, you know, transfer, whatever works for you. Uh, please make sure that something is flowing from you to God because God is set to, to bless and transform everything that has to do with your finances this season in the name of Jesus. Can I say a prayer for you? Father, we pray for everyone giving, supporting ministry at the Elevation Church, everyone redeeming a pledge, everyone partnering with us this year uh, to make greatness common and to do your will on enriching to, to our saved soul, in touching lives of the less privileged, and planting churches around the world. We ask everlasting Father that you pour out your grace over every giver. Let your hand rest upon them. Let them collide with favor as they go into this new week. Let this month of February end in celebration for everyone. And Lord, bring us into new opportunities for financial advancement in the precious name of the Lord Jesus. Lord, if there's anyone whose investment is in a bad place and about to lose money, we pray for divine interception today and we ask let your mercy prevail over judgment, over the life of every giver today. Prove to us, Father, that you are our keeper and that you watch over everything that has to do with us. Let uh, the hand of the devourer be rebuked over the life of anyone that is participating in giving at the Elevation Church. We thank you, everlasting Father, and we give you all the glory and praise in Jesus' precious name. And somebody say, believe in, amen. All right, if it's your first time joining us online, I also want to welcome you very, very specially. If you don't mind, can you go into the chat room, the comment sec section, and let us know, just right there, it's my first time. It's my first time. Just right there. It's my first time. We'd love to welcome you. We have some downloadable gifts that we want to send to you. If you let us know, we will send you the link. Uh, the moment you, you, you let us know, we'll send you the link uh, so you can join us. I mean, we, we, we can get your details and send you those downloadable gifts and introduce you also to the Ministry of the Elevation Church. Thank you for watching with us today. Uh, if it's your first time, we want you to log on again and again and be a part of uh, what God is doing at the Elevation Church. And God will begin a good work in your life. He will perfect it. I hope the word of today has blessed you. I want you to you know, watch and listen again and again and make sure you practice that which you have learned today. Learn to take toxins away from your heart and from around you. And um, uh, God will, will, will send you help in your relational life, in Jesus' precious name. And everyone says they believe in amen. All right. Uh, uh, very quickly, one or two announcements and we'll bring the service to a close. One is that Exponential Conference, uh, our pastors and leaders, church leaders conference starts tomorrow. Tomorrow, uh, 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 tomorrow, Monday the 22nd, Exponential Conference will, will run for two days, Monday and Tuesday. Uh, and uh, uh, for more information on that, please check on exponentialng.org, uh, the website. Also, if you're yet to register and you want to attend, you can, uh, you, you can log on to that website and register. Attendance is for free. You just need to register because it's an exclusive platform uh, that, they, they, that, that you need to get a code to where this conference will, will, will go on. Praise God. And it starts you know, at 12 noon each day. And uh, notable speakers like my pastor, Pastor Sam Adeyemi, uh, uh, my, my mentor, Pastor Agwe Iruko, and uh, Mr. Leke Alda, all of them will be speaking at this year's conference. My friend from, uh, from, from Uganda, Pastor Moses Mukisa, uh, my friends right here from Nigeria, Pastor Yemi Davis, Pastor Jerry Aze, and my friend all the way from Plano, Texas in the U.S., uh, Dr. Conway Edwards will also be ministering this year, joining my wife and I and, uh, and uh, some of our associates at the Elevation Church and many other people who will speak in breakout with 
very fantastic topics. People like Praise for War, uh, 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 like uh, the founders of Capro Mission in Africa. Uh, many people who will be speaking at this year's breakout uh, with our in-house ministers. And it promises to be a really powerful experience. I want you uh, to register and be a part of it. Invite, you know, uh, uh, church leaders and pastors and ministers that you know to be a part of it as well. If you are yet to join small groups at the Elevation Church, uh, our small groups have started. It's been a blast and it's going stronger on a daily basis. Small groups at elevationng.org is the email that you should send, uh, uh, that you should, you know, you should reach us through. And then, uh, uh, if you're on the online church, also join our online community, onlinechurch.elevationng.org and please subscribe. Subscribe and engage. Get counsel. Uh, we want to pray with you, want to counsel with you, and you can make friends on our online platform. So for everyone on the online platform, onlinechurch.elevationng.org, that's where you belong. You can join our online small groups as well, virtual small groups, and make new friends and, uh, and just, just enjoy uh, the love of God that's in Christ Jesus. Lastly, Tech Flix and Chill, uh, that, that will happen next Sunday. Uh, tech Flix and Chill is a, it's a movie night for us at the Elevation Church. You know, like Netflix, we have Tech Flix, uh, TEC Flix, uh, and it's just a time to chill uh, with friends and family uh, at the different expression, physical expressions of the Elevation Church, and also uh, virtually, uh, we'll also have this movie experience. More details on the movie uh, will, will, will be sent to you, and the, the time and all that of the event you'll get in the announcement. I pray that the grace of God and the hand of God rests upon you as you go into a new week, and you will return with a testimony in the precious name of the Lord Jesus. Have a great week, and God bless you. That was indeed a great time at service today. Please subscribe to and follow us on our various social media channels and be the first to get alerts and updates about our upcoming events. Career Counseling is back and now online. The sessions we hold every second and fourth Sunday from 12.30 to 1.30 p.m. If you're a career professional, job seeker, fresh graduate or an undergrad, then this is for you. Interested? Please book a session using the link now displayed below. The Exponential Conference for Pastors and Leaders starts tomorrow, Monday 22nd and Tuesday 23rd February online. The theme is The Resilient Church, and our great line of speakers are set to share, encourage, and inspire you for the journey ahead. Attendance is free, but you have to register to attend via exponentialng.org forward slash register. Visit our resource center for messages from various teaching series, books by our lead pastor, branded greater t-shirts, 10th anniversary t-shirts, hoodies and mp3s from various sermons and music library. You can also order online by visiting elevationng.org forward slash resource. Your voice, insights and feedback are very important to us. That is why we would love you to fill our survey to help us understand how to do ministry better with you this season. The link is being displayed for your benefit. It will only take about seven minutes of your time. Join our online community today by simply visiting onlinechurch.elevationng.org to engage with people, get counsel, pray, and make friends. That is not all. You can also join a small group by sending an email to smallgroups.elevationng.org. Please join our online money prayers this Monday to Saturday at 6 a.m. only, GMT plus one on Zoom and Mixalow. The links are now being displayed. We encourage you to keep inviting more people and sharing your testimonies. Our counseling team is ready to help you with whatever challenges you might be dealing with, and you can reach them through any of the numbers now showing or send an email to counseling at elevationng.org. Join our online media event switch this Wednesday for a special worship experience on our various social media platforms at 6.30 p.m. Also share the links with your family and friends. Our Christian maturity courses are on. Understanding spiritual warfare, strengthening your prayer altar, cultivating unwavering faith, the fundamentals of a constant devotional life, understanding the ministry of the Holy Ghost. Note that all courses are free and we hold only online. Kindly visit elevationng.org forward slash courses for more information and registration. We are here if you need to reach us at any time during the week. You can send an email to info at elevationng.org or give us a call at 0700-ELEVATE, that is 
God has greater things in store for you this season. Receive them and have an awesome week.